Welcome to Energetic Radio. I am your host, Dale Sybottom. Join me each week as I bring you amazing guests and interviews from some of the world's best operators. They will teach us how to bring fun, energy, and joy into each and every day. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to episode number 94 of the podcast, and today I have the absolute honor of being joined by Jamie from Cosmic Kids Yoga. Now, for people out there like myself who have been watching Jamie on YouTube, following along to her yoga moves, and basically just idolizing everything she does, I always felt a little bit nervous before today's interview, but I tell you what, Jamie is the loveliest person I've interviewed, and the conversation just flows. She shares so much about how the idea of Cosmic Yoga came about, the power of storytelling, being present, mindfulness, all these amazing things, teacher training, and so much more. I had the, I, I just love listening to everything Jamie was saying today, and I know that you will as well. So guys, if you're a teacher, if you're a parent, and you're not using Cosmic Kids Yoga, listen along today, because Jamie is going to blow your socks off. Everybody and I am so excited. I am joined by Jamie from Cosmic Yoga. How are you today, Jamie? I'm very well, thank you, Dale. Very well indeed. Now you have yeah. got up bright and early, which uh, very grateful for. Obviously, joining from the other side of the world. How's your morning been so far? Oh, it's been lovely. The sun is shining. Um, I've been out for a walk with the dogs. I've got myself a lovely cup of coffee, and yeah, all is well in the world with me. <laughs> so you're ready to go, and I love that. Now. I feel like, uh, just chatting you before, I feel like I actually know you because I've seen so many of your videos online. Do you, do you get that a lot with people just because you've created so much amazing content for Cosmic Yoga that people actually feel like they know you? Yeah, there is a little bit of that, actually. I've had it uh, at various points. So I was in the States earlier this year, and uh, I was going to sit down at a restaurant, and the lady at the desk was looking at me really strangely. <laughs> and I, um, she said oh, are, are you Jamie from Cosmic Yoga? And I was like, "I yes, I am, yeah. And then suddenly outpours this amazing story about how she uses Cosmic Kids with her kids and how she finds it it's part of her day and how she feels like she knows me. And I was just sort of stood there kind of receiving all this amazing information, feeling slightly not for six, that it has such an impact. It's so, so amazing. So did that, did that, that obviously took you by surprise or does that happen all the time? In, it's starting to happen more often these days, which I'm finding, so I'm trying to get used to. Um, I often find it happens if I turn up at a conference or something, obviously with like-minded people who are helping to bring sort of movement and fitness to children or they're doing mindfulness with children. They're very aware of what um, Cosmic Kids is as they're using it so sort of frequently in their day-to-day. So I'm finding it more and more, but um, yeah, in the last year or so, it's definitely on the up. I can imagine, and I, I know that you've had over five, uh, 50 million views on YouTube. Like that, that is insane. So let's have a little chat. Where did the idea come from? Because obviously, uh, you haven't been Jamie from Cosmic Kids Yoga your whole life. Where, how was this born? Um, it was born out of the fact that, well, I 
I was an actress for many years and um, in between my acting jobs I would entertain at children's parties and um, I would dress up as a fairy or a princess or a pirate or a superhero and I would have to start off by engaging the kids in some form of story um, to accept, you know, for them to understand why the superhero was there. And I found that if I just told a straight story uh, it didn't really work. They weren't as engaged as they could be. Whereas if I got them to move and that story came to life in a way that meant they were physically engaged, suddenly uh, their attention was was pin drop silent and they were right on it. They were focused. And uh, I, I realized that actually there was a real magic in actually getting kids to physically embody a story as well as um, as well as then take on board the lessons we can learn from a narrative, you know? So I found um, that it, it, that was the magic sort of part of the party for me, that and obviously all the games and the fun. And during those parties, me learning how to connect with kids and communicate with them and what really resonates with them when they're four, five, six and upwards. And, um, and then I moved to the countryside. I decided to get a bit more stable around my uh, career. And um, I approached some of the schools locally to where I lived and asked them if they would mind if I came in and ran some yoga sessions for the kids. They were really open to it. And I began with one class and that one class turned into two and three and four. And suddenly I, I was doing 15 classes a week um, and I was writing my own stories. And these stories I saw as a vehicle for helping the kids learn little life lessons um, and things that I'd noticed that kids have an issue with, be it kind of managing frustration or dealing with friendship issues. And um, I thought, right, if I can create a character that has been through that sort of issue and we can resolve that issue within our yoga story whilst moving, then we're, we're, we're sort of getting two things going on there. We're getting a physical workout because of the yoga, but we're also getting a really good mental workout, something that's emotionally enriching so um it, it kind of just grew and grew and the schools could see that it was having an impact that the children that were doing the yoga were becoming more focused were were way better able to manage their um, their behavior and their energy levels and um and I, it just grew from there and and then I got to the point where I was doing about 15 16 classes a week and I was doing children's parties at the weekend <laughs> and it was it was pretty hectic and my husband who uh whose background is in innovation he um he suggested that we film uh me doing a couple of my stories um so I'm sorry I'm just rambling no no no, no. I'm, I'm listening this is great keep going I'm really enjoying it <laughs> So um, we um, we went down to our local sports and social club, which is basically like a village hall in our village. Um, I called an old pal of mine who I used to live with in London, who uh, was a cameraman. And I asked him if he could bring some kit down to film me doing these stories. I'd seen that one D, one direction at the time, were wearing onesies. And I thought, <laughs> I think that's a great thing to wear. <laughs> okay, <it's cool. laughs> And B, it looks like um, it's approachable and fun. And it's also, um, it's not kind of your typical lycra clad yoga person. Um, and I wanted that to be kind of, uh, you know, very prominent, like I'm approachable and fun. And maybe a little bit like a Teletubby, who knows? Um, a little so, bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I put my, um, we put up this green piece of fabric and off I went and I filmed three stories. I filmed uh, Squish the Fish, Kickapoo the Kangaroo and, um, and um, Parsnip the Cat all on the, the same day. And 
Jake, the cameraman, was watching this thinking, this is all very odd. And <laughs> my husband was looking at it going, yeah, I, I mean, we could just give this a go, but let's let's just see what happens. Um, then my, my husband did a very quick crash course in how to key someone in a green screen and then put them in a new background. And he put me in this random background with a field and a tree. Um, and uh, we sat on it for about two months as we sort of thought, this is just too weird. No one's going to look at this. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we finally plucked up the courage in the May of 2012 to publish it on YouTube. And um, we sort of held our breath thinking, oh, goodness me. But at least YouTube is this amazing platform that's just got all sorts on it it's squirrels on skateboards it's pranksters it's all the lot isn't it and we thought well you know if it's going to go anywhere it'll go here um and um and slowly but surely we we started sharing it with our friends they started sharing it with their friends we started getting some 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 traction some people watching some comments um and it then gave us the courage to to post another video and another video and here we are in 2018 um, I don't know what 56 yoga adventures in and however many Zen dens and peace outs. And we've just kind of continued to put one foot in front of the other like that, really. I, so, I yeah. love that. I, I think that's a great story. And you weren't rambling at all. I, I really love that. And I took so many things out. There's so many questions from what you just mentioned there. So my first thing was that um, I loved how you just started and it just evolved. I think that's an amazing lesson for anybody because I know a lot of teachers out there, Jamie, have got these great ideas, but I think too often they're scared to try them. So just from your story alone there about storytelling, about getting kids moving and learning, becoming present, de- dressing up as a 1D, 1Z, um, I think that's a, a really cool thing. Now, one of the big things I love is I believe that students learn best when they're moving and learning at the same time. Is that why you reckon you've had so much success? Because the kids are engaged, they're present, and they're having fun? Absolutely. That is such the, that it sits right at the heart of it. And it was always the thing. If I sat there dressed up as a fairy, all the children dressed up as a fairy and I just sat there on a toad, toadstool and told a story, they weren't interested. But if they were moving, if their bodies were engaged in it, if they were actually experiencing the story from the inside out then they're totally enraptured by it. And, and they, 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 they then really feel the story rather than um, just sort of listening to it in an abstract way. And I just think there's so much power to be gained from learning, in learning from actually engaging children physically. And, and it's proven, it really is, that you know, physical exercise and, and movement is such a key part of the day uh, for a lot of teachers because they can't actually function and get the kids to function without letting them move, without letting them wiggle and and get their fidgets out and you know because they've got energy and um and I just think to be able to um you know channel that energy into into your into your learning into your movement is just such a it's such a powerful tool um but I also just think you know for kids in themselves to take responsibility for that and I know they're only little but they know it too and you can tell that they you know they they feel this freedom this relief when they move that just opens up their world in a mental way and, and when you open up a child's world in a mental way, they absorb and they soak up so much more. They're like sponges. And um, it's, a really, um, it's a really powerful thing. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I really am. And it's something that the teachers who were seeing the kids doing my yoga classes were noticing very palpably. And then by having the videos available, it's been something that's been, been adopted in lots and lots of classrooms now. So, um, yeah. 
definitely. Well, yeah, and I, I agree. And I think when we allow students to move, it, it unloads all this creativity. And then they're so much better at their work. And I know we're so structured and we've got so many teachers listening that we've got to do an hour of literacy, hours, numeracy, da-da-da-da-da. But if you actually took time to do one of your amazing stories or just anything to get the kids moving, they would be so much more engaged with what they're doing. Is that something you're getting sort of feedback from teachers that they're using to start a class, they're using as like a brain break, an energy break, end of the day? When's the most popular time to use one of your amazing stories? Yeah, it is. It's it, at the beginning of the day. I think also after lunch is quite a, a, a key time because obviously the kids have come in from having had lunch, maybe having had a, a play in the playground or whatever, and they need to kind of refocus themselves to to get on with the afternoon's work. And um, and often after lunch it seems to be a key point. And at the end of the day, actually, a lot of um, teachers are using Peace Out, which is our meditation relaxation series, um, to just give the kids a bit of kind of time just to close their eyes and let themselves drift away a little bit just so they can almost like take that relaxation and that relaxation again just means that you become so much more absorbent to what you've learned that day it's why at the end of yoga we always do that relaxation that shavasana where you almost absorb all the good work from your yoga poses in that moment it's a very magical time and i think there's there's um i think a lot of teachers are realizing that um that to introduce a little bit of relaxation into the day just gives kids that option of what different states are available to them you know you can be in a calm and relaxed state and and from that you you can become a lot more alert and focused um, so it is something that is being adopted at multiple times in the day, as you say, for brain breaks as well, um, for when you just see the kids kind of getting a bit jittery and needing just to put put away whatever they've been doing and move on to something else. So a transitional thing, definitely. Yeah, and I, I think one of the big things I'm taking from all of this, and I know for sure when I've seen it, but mindfulness is such a big thing at the moment. And a lot of people refer to that as meditation. But everything you've just mentioned about moving, learning, being present, breathing, that is a form of mindfulness. So everything you're doing is coming back to that, isn't it? It absolutely is. And I definitely feel like what what you you can be mindful without just sitting with your eyes closed counting your breaths you know there is there is a lot to be said for just noticing your feelings for just being in your body for a bit and that is again that is a form of mindfulness in itself and um when we are present when we're aware that we're doing something in order to help ourselves be more productive again i think that's just as valid as doing it from the point of view of general well-being you know and and being um, aware of one's feelings i think the fact is if we can if we can harness these tools as uh, ways and techniques of helping us be the best that we can then then we should use them for sure yeah yeah i, I totally agree and again i think we're setting the students up to be lifelong learners and practice these outside of school by using them the way you've basically created them. Now, one thing I love, and I love storytelling, and I love the way you go about it with all your stories. How do you go about creating these stories? Is there a formula you use? Is there from previous experiences? Um, Because obviously creating so many, it, it must be getting a little bit harder now. (laughs) <laughs> it does. It's funny, actually. I always worry, oh, my, what if the ideas run out? <laughs> and usually it's the kids that come back. They'll be like, what about doing one about an echidna or, or a whale or a <laughs> tiger? You know, the kids are never short of ideas. And actually, I always turn to the kids for my for, for, for new ideas about stories. Um, but I, I generally follow a structure 
um, of the hero's journey um, because I want the kids to feel like the heroes in their stories. And I think the structure of a hero's journey is such a cool thing where, you know, we meet a, a main hero who we relate to. Um, they have some sort of mission or an issue they need to solve. Um, we help them along the way as they try different things to solve that issue. They come up against challenges, which we resolve by using our breath, by using our movement, by um, using our mind, you know, using our thoughts, um, and maybe even using support, teamwork, friends. Um, and then through the end of that, we, we, we overcome, you know, we manage to solve that mission, that, that problem that we had at the beginning. And we feel confident and strong at the end, like we've moved on and we've, we've grown. And I generally follow that sort of story arc because it's such a classic story. Um, and it's the way, you know, Disney creates stories. It's the way Star Wars is. It's the way Frozen is. It's the way all of those stories are kind of built. And I just think that's such a smart way of actually um, guiding children through a process, but inherently helping them feel heroic um, as they go through. Because at the foundation of it as well is is a it's it's a confidence building um tool as much as anything it's about helping kids realize their their own self-esteem and um and that they can if they believe in something and they work it out and they're strong that they 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 will get there you know and if they keep trying they will get there there's real kind of growth mindset in in built into it as well so um i think there's um I think there's a real kind of, uh, it's a balance between the hero story and like what it's like to be a human and what it's like to kind of go through life and work stuff out for yourself. And, um, and that's really what I base my stories around. And I generally choose an animal to be um, the main kind of protagonist because they, um, they're always kind of so relatable for kids and um, they make, they make a, a, a kind of cute figure usually that you can, you can really love and you love them almost immediately. Um, and that's often why, why we do the cosmonoculars at the beginning of each yoga adventure and we reveal the, the character. Um, it's because I found in my classes that if I held up a picture of the character before we started, their connection to it was so much stronger um, that it meant that throughout the, the story, they were able to continue relating to it. So hence, we have that little moment at the beginning where we show the character um, to sort of um, help the kids go, oh, that's Lulu the lion cub or that's Norris the baby seahorse. And, um, and then they, they have this kind of pal real thing that they can, they can connect to. But we didn't want to put animation all the way through it because we don't, didn't want it to be like this really kind of like distracting thing. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of uh, basis for the way I tell stories. But there's always movies as well. And the kids adore the movie um, episodes that we do, um, as well as the kind of random themes like Minecraft. And <laughs> I'm a I'm about to do poke. I've just just filmed Pokemon, and so um, trying to do Pokemon, and I've you know been asked to do minions. I've had kids ask me to do Fortnite, which I'm trying to work out. <laughs> How the heck do That's, I do Fortnite? If you could, if you could do Fortnite at the moment, that game is just blowing up. I uh, I know I've had done a number of workshops around the world, and teachers are like. How can we use this to engage kids? So I don't know how you'd use it in yoga, but I reckon, Jamie, if anybody could do it, it'd be you. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got to get on board and play it for a bit and see what it's like. But all the stuff I'm hearing, it all sounds quite challenging, I have to say. <laughs> I, I, I think it would be quite challenging for yoga and Jeff, generally um, it's not the nicest sort of game from what I've been told. I haven't actually played it, but um, a little bit different to Minecraft and Pokemon, I think. 
Yeah, maybe I'll just stick with putting the floss in the next one. That'll probably work. <laughs> I think I think the floss is acceptable. I really enjoy that. I, I must admit I've got a grade a grade three class to teach me that the other week, and it's quite tough at the start. So I reckon if you can incorporate that, maybe you could uh, incorporate all the different dances from Fortnite into one. Yeah, that's the way. Okay, there you go. I'm there you go. That <laughs> just credit Dale, yeah. Dale in Melbourne. That would be fantastic. Now, I'm Jamie. I'm listening, loving this, and I know other teachers around the world are like, "Wow, I need this. I love the story. I love the way you structure it. I know how much my students love doing it." Um, you've got a teacher training course. Do you want to talk us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a couple of years after we started publishing the videos, um, I, um, I I had quite a bit of interest of people who wanted to learn how to teach kids yoga. And I was um, I'd actually done my own I'd done my own yoga teacher training for adults back in uh, 2012, and um, and I had the teacher who was running that said, "Oh, I've got a couple of weekends free um, across the next year. I wondered if you wanted to run a, a kids yoga teacher training because I know that's what you do." And I, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's an interesting idea. Um, so I'd had a bit of interest from the videos initially, and I put word out on social media and said, hey, I'm doing, I'm going to do this weekend course. I'm going to train people how to teach kids yoga in the way that I teach it, using stories, using performance techniques, using storytelling as, a, as its main basis and tool. And um, I, got, I got four people who were really keen to do it. And I was like, well, I've got four people who want to <laughs> And then um, I ran this weekend and um, it was, I ran it over two weekends and one of the women came from Belgium and I was like, wow, you've come all the way from Belgium. I know Belgium isn't very far from, from England, but I was still absolutely over the moon that she'd got herself on a train across the across the water onto little old England and come and done um, um, yoga teacher training with me anyway she's brilliant and um, we um, we had this brilliant two weekends and as we were doing it I realized that the, the fact that we're online means that um, we're available obviously all around the world and I wanted to make what this this learning available to people as much as I could and so um, again Martin my husband ever the innovator basically said right let's let's get let's get this written as a proper sort of syllabus and there are so many brilliant online platforms now um, for, for learning be it um, and the one we use is something called Thinkific um, we um, we basically started making videos we structured the course as we did it with the with the people in 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 the real life course that I did here um, I then did another course with another set of people I then came to America and I did it with another another set of five people in in the states which was also great so i knew that it was transferring the learning was working not only here but also across across the pond in the states um, and then we videoed it we videoed this course and slowly but surely more and more people started to join because they want to learn but they don't want to have to necessarily travel all the way to a place um, pay for accommodation and go through all of the hoops that you have to jump through in order to get your qualification they wanted it more accessible and that's why we wanted to create our teacher training and um, we also wanted to create a free teacher training because lots of teachers were being asked just on on the off the cuff hey would you run a little kind of yogury movementy thing because that's the thing now um, on Thursday and they were like oh I don't know um, so we, we created what we call the kids yoga crash course which is basically an, a 60 minute free course that you can sign up for um, and uh, 
you can learn the basics for what you need to know to teach kids yoga class. So um, what the kids yoga postures are, um, how to tell a story in kids yoga and how to manage the energy levels of children as you're telling a story with yoga. So um, that that's the basis of the fundamentals of what um, what we thought would help someone deliver a yoga class to kids if they only had a couple of days basically to learn. And then from that, that's just spawned, I mean, I think 10,000 people have been through that kids' wow. crash course. Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger every day. And and from that, a lot of people want to then go on and build their learning even more. And so that's why we offer the certification course as well, which um, then means you can get your professional liability insurance and you can teach professionally in schools. You can teach in private venues, in studios um, and preschools as well. So um, we really wanted just to make this uh, a thing that someone could either do as a as whether you're a teacher in a classroom or if you want to build a career from it um, because it really ought to be something that um, could be in any school and every school um, not just in a video sense but with a real life person there actually delivering those classes week to week and parents are really up for it teachers are really up for it schools are generally really much more um, um, open to the idea of, of letting yoga and mindfulness be something that's happening um, on a regular basis in the schools. So there is a need and demand for teachers. Um, hence, uh, we, we wanted to make sure that the methods that we're using are, are available to people. And, um, and not only that, we wanted to create um, libraries and materials. So we, we've created a library of, of class plans so that the teachers have story after story after story they're never going to be short of material and we know that material works because I've tried and tested it over many years so it's that thing of going right okay what we can do is not only arm you with the with the techniques and tools to teach this well but also with the materials so that you can go and do it and have real success with it so yeah wow that's fantastic and I will on the show notes uh so if you want to go the link to our website energetic.educationpodcast you'll be able to go on there and I'll have a link so you can go and check that out and um as Jamie just said it's free so I will check that out and then I'll definitely do the paid one because as an educator as well you've got the opportunity to make a little bit of a side hustle there Jamie yeah for sure absolutely and it really is something that a lot of actually, actually, a lot of teachers who have done the free one and then gone. Actually, I quite like the idea of doing uh, doing the full one. Have then gone on to actually become full time kids yoga teachers. Um, you know, they, they've 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 managed to spread that into other things that they want to do and 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 share it with other kids in other schools. So it absolutely is a um, yeah a side hustle, as you say. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the entrepreneur sort of side coming out in me a little bit there. But it's always nice to have little skills and particularly upskilling yourself in such a uh, a well-to-do sort of area where we're really helping kids and now I'm, we've talked about a lot of the program and things like that um, as a person though Jamie how have you developed since you started it in 2012 what what have you noticed about the development of yourself Oh, I've, I think what I've noticed is that um, I've, bec- I've actually become a lot more mindful, really, as I've gone through this process, becoming a lot more aware of my own feelings, of my own thoughts, and, and what that does in terms of what impact it has. And, and it, I've, I've grown a lot in confidence, especially because I think when you go from having an acting career into a career where you're basically calling the shots, you're, you're suddenly not in a position anymore where you need to be picked in order to succeed. And um, 
that's the big one, I think, is that I've 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 just carved out this kind of uh, this thing that works really well, and alongside my husband, we've managed to build it into something really really powerful and impactful in the world, and and it's doing so much good, and I just feel so. Um, I think what what's happened is that I've I've just grown as a in confidence and I've grown in um in a kind of presence of going wow this is this is something that one can do in the world you know as a, as a human being if you choose to if you if you are aware of yourself and you're aware of others and you 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 try and objectively see kind of what's going on then you can create amazing things and I think um you know I've gone from a very sort of um, insular world which is the acting world where you're constantly auditioning and you're trying to please others to actually looking at it objectively and thinking what can I bring that's going to help here you know what can I do that's going to help this child understand this issue a little bit better and um, and that's a really powerful that's a really powerful thing that I've learned along the way I'm just sitting here smiling at the computer because that's such a, a lovely thing. You know, you've gone and you're making such a difference in the world and you generally are. And so that does, what's the most satisfying thing knowing that you're making a really powerful impact and you're helping out so many kids around the world or is it that you and Martin are able to work together every day, you've found your purpose? What would be the most satisfying thing you reckon you've achieved about Cosmic Kids Yoga so far, Jamie? Yeah, I think uh, both of those things sit so high up on the list. I think the, the, there is an amazing thing. Now Martin and I do this and we work together every day. Um, we have this kind of freedom, you know. We, we do work for ourselves. We, we decide what goes on our channel. We, we think about what's going to be useful for everyone. But the amazing thing actually is, is receiving um, stories and messages and anecdotes from the people that use Cosmic Kids on a daily basis who share with us how it's working. And, you know, I find it, I, I, I look at Instagram every day and I, I look at hashtag Cosmic Kids Yoga. And when you do that and you see all of these parents and teachers around the world posting pictures of their kids doing yoga and, and with their eyes closed and little messages that explain how they're using it, be it for um, attention problems or just because they need some chill out time before bed. Also, it means that a, a, a mum can get the tea ready or can have a shower. <laughs> you know, those yeah, sure. sorts like this is incredible you know and I think I think those two things they really do sit sit so equally this kind of sense that we're, we're free and that we can we are free to create this and keep growing it and secondly that it is just continuing to have such a positive effect on so many families and classrooms around the world so yeah they're the two things I think I can imagine why that gives you the warm and fuzzies inside because it's you are really reaching so many people. And I think that's the beautiful thing about social media, YouTube, all these things that in this day and age we have the potential to reach every part of the world and that's what you're doing. Now, uh, Jamie, I've got these questions I like to ask all my guests um, and they're just three fire questions at the end. So um, what advice, if you could give yourself one bit of advice as an 18-year-old, would that be now that you've learnt uh, in those years uh, that's gone by since when you were 18 sort of Jamie ah so since I was 18 so I think um I think you just you don't have to please everybody you know I think that's the big one um I think when you're 18 you feel like you need everyone to like you in order to get get along and get by I'm not saying that I don't want everyone to like me but <laughs> you're like you, you, you can get yourself caught up in that and think that you have to be different in order to be liked and actually if you if you strip it back and it's really hard because when you are 18 a lot of people say to you oh just be yourself just be yourself 
don't worry, just be yourself. And when you're 18, you might not necessarily know um, who yourself is. And I think um, I think a lot of things, well, one, I sh- the other thing I would have said to my 18-year-old self is get yourself on the yoga mat and start kind of moving, moving as, as kind of presently as you can. Um, and secondly, start tuning into your feelings and listening to them, listening to your thoughts and 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 validating them being like check that out that's a thought or check that out that's a feeling that's okay that's okay that's okay and then when you walk into a room full of people who you're trying to impress or please or or get apart from then you um then you you put you're perhaps a bit more congruent you're a bit more yourself you know that is the that is a real key thing and I think being yourself is it's easier said than done but if you can just kind of strip back all the kind of trying to please others or thinking that you can be a certain way in order to please them, then then I think you get you get along a lot further and a, a, lot, a lot quicker. Um, and but I think in a, as in, as with anything in life, it takes life to kind of learn that. <laughs> it, it definitely does, and I know that uh, that's that's amazing advice. I'm sure parents, teachers are listening, and, and if you could tell the kids that, remind them every day because as an 18 year old, like you said. It's easy to be told that. It's harder to actually learn that and put it into practice. But I suppose the more we can remind kids about that, be themselves so much more, um, it will sort of resonate with them. Now, I, I love that answer there, Jamie. That was fantastic. And just two more to go here. Um, what impact do you want to have on the world? What impact do I want to have on the world? I, I think what I want to help is uh, for kids just to feel like they have yoga as a tool that it's not this kind of woo woo out there thing that it that that's a bit sort of um esoteric and kind of not really them um that it's something that helps them connect with their bodies you know that they they have this tool that helps them connect the both their mind and their body together and um if i can help kids uh realize that then i i will be very happy because i think that will help a lot of issues that generally crop up later on in life in teen years and beyond um, about um, being being kind of at one with who you are and at one with what you feel and what you think. So um, starting that process as early as possible is what is the impact I would like to have on the world. <laughs> well, you definitely already are having that impact and I'm sure it's only get get bigger and bigger. And So what can we expect for the future? What does Cosmic Kids Yoga have up their sleeve? Amazing stories, courses, taking over the world. What's it going to look like? Oh, it's going to be, it's a lot, there's a lot coming up at the moment. We, we've just recorded a whole new set of uh, Peace Out uh, Guided Relaxations, which are actually really lovely and super helpful for kids. And, and we're doing more Zen Dens. Um, I'm filming actually on Friday because we're doing um, a new series for preschoolers, for little ones. So it's called Yoga Time. And um, it's much, they're sort of simplified stories that, again, get the kids moving, but they incorporate a bit more song and a bit more kind of nursery rhyme sort of stuff um and i just think it will be a fun way of getting the really little ones who are already doing their downward dogs and are brilliant at it um but um even more engaged in the idea of trying yoga and moving and following instruction and things like that and not only that we've got super yoga which we've just kind of launched which um is pretty awesome we're trying to gamify yoga a little bit Um, 
Yeah, if you think of um, Just Dance, the amazing game where you have to copy the, the dance moves, which I just think is awesome. Um, but you'd use yoga poses instead. Um, so you have to copy the yoga poses and then you get points almost for holding that yoga pose and you get all the points flooding in at the end when you do your relaxation. Um, this kind of idea that we can take yoga and we can make it even more, dial it up even more and make it even more fun for kids is something that we're trying with super yoga. And we've got a few of those lined up and in the tank ready to come out. Um, we're also loads more yoga stories coming. We've got um, a Pokemon one, as I mentioned. We've got uh, Roldal. We've got the Twits. We've got a lovely story about uh, Coco the butterfly who learns to accept that she's got wings and fly. And then we've got um, a story about the owl and the pussycat, which is an old traditional poem, but we've kind of done a twist on it and that would be really fun. As well as other stories like Minions and um, My Little Pony and Aliens Love Underpants and, and various others of my own. So Dina the dragon and we've got a, a really fun one of the, a surfer dog as well, which will be fun. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sitting here just going, this is amazing. And I love how you use like Royal Dahl, Minions, uh, Pokemon, and also making your own up. So if parents and teachers are listening and they have not using Cosmic Kids Yoga, I trust me, just get on there today. It'll blow your mind. You can absolutely hear the passion and enthusiasm in Jamie's voice. And I know that you should be doing her teacher training course as well. So Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. I'd love you to go and enjoy your day now because you've given so much energy to this interview and it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Dale. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you. Thank you.